Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Heike Adulting aka the not so serious guide as to how to live your best life as a teen, late teen, or fresh adult. I am your host, Jada Jones, and today we've got a great episode coming your way. Today's guest is my good friend, Lucy Massam. She's another fellow content creator here on YouTube, as well as a self-care enthusiast. I love her so much, and this episode was such a fun one to record, so I know you guys are going to enjoy it just as much as I did. But before we get into that, we're going to jump into the quote of the day, which is, ordinary people think merely of spending time, great people think of using it. I wanted to find a quote this week based off of timing management and how people use it. Time management is a tricky thing because everyone has very different lives, but I feel like the one thing that we can all relate on is that I feel like a lot of us always just think of how we're going to spend our time as opposed to how we're going to productively use it. So yeah, that was the quote of the week. (laughs) That's about it. Now we are going to head into the highs and lows of the week. And guys, this week was just madness, or let me say the past week was kind of madness. So let's get into the low, which is, oh good, it's one of the lowest lows that I've had in a while. But my low for the week is the fact that my hard drive completely crashed. And if you guys aren't content creators or if you guys aren't tech gurus, you guys might not know what an external hard drive is, but it's kind of like a thumb drive or like a flash drive, but it's on a bigger scale and it holds a lot of storage. And a lot of YouTubers have so many of these. And basically I only had one because uh, I don't know why I put all of my faith into one of those knowing that, you know, sometimes they crash and they do do that. So before I went to Pittsburgh, which I will get into later, Um, the night before I went, actually, um, yeah, something happened, and it just stopped working. Like, I kid you not, I didn't even know what was happening. I just tried to, like, take it out and then plug it back in, but it was completely just broken, and usually there's a sound, because there's a disc, there's, like, a small disc in external hard drives that you can kind of hear. They're clicky, and, like, you can hear kind of it, like, stopping, and that's usually the ones that you can quote-unquote go to get fixed, as I've been told, but mine just stopped. Like, you don't hear the motor spinning in it anymore, and there was only a beeping noise, so it was absolutely awful because I honestly, I still don't know what's wrong with it till this day. I was heartbroken, guys. Like, it has all of my footage from the past eight months since I got my laptop, on it so it has absolutely everything on it and I lost everything or so I think we're gonna get into that later but basically after a lot and a lot and a lot of just like feeling so down like I'm serious once something like that happens to you it literally feels like you're losing a child like I'm not even kidding because my work defines who I am and I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys can relate to this I wrote a blog post last night about just kind of everything going on and I definitely included that and said that work is something that defines us whether if you are an architect or whether if you just work in corporate but like our work is what defines us you know and it really is upsetting when something like that just kind of happens because it's all gone like literally gone (laughs) oh my god I really had to sit there and find a silver lining because at that point like I am a type of person that, yes, something does happen, but I don't stress about it for very long. I'm not the type to just kind of hold on to the idea and keep, like, uh, festering it and keep, like, growing that amount of stress and anxiety. I just, like, have to find another way to look at it. And essentially, I came up with my own silver lining, and I believe that the one way to look at this in a productive way is to 
enjoy life more in the present moment. And yes, I mean, I feel like I do that great already, but I feel like the way that I was attached to that hard drive was absolutely insane. Like I, my life was on there and one of my most important projects that was coming out at the end of the year is my one second a day 2020 project and all of that footage is gone. I can't even replicate it because half of the clips that were on there are like were only on that external hard drive. So they were nowhere else. I didn't have copies anywhere completely gone uh so i'm a memory like a hoarder that's something about me i journal just a ton i fear not remembering things i guess but i do need to i guess just really live in the moment and enjoy just what's going on because my life isn't a hard drive you know what i'm saying so it was really hard to like really like be the bigger person of myself and realize that i should just honestly look at it in a different way but that's the only way that I saw it. So hopefully that gives you guys some kind of insight as to how I've been feeling over the past week or so. It's been really hard even editing podcasts and videos because I don't have another external hard drive right now. But now I have some good news that I honestly haven't really told anyone. Supposedly data recovery, which is where they, the professionals like actually rip apart your hard drive and like figure out what's wrong and then try and recover any files. That can be anywhere from literally $2,000 to $3,000, depending on how many TBs your <laughs> drive is. And mine was two TBs, meaning 2,000 terabytes, or two terabytes, meaning 2,000 gigabytes. So it was a lot of storage in it. So I reached out to the brand, which was Seagate, and wow, I am impressed. Like, their customer service is phenomenal. They have this option where you can kind of text them, and it goes into your phone, but it looks like a contact, and it's so weird, but it's so good. Oh my gosh. I texted someone, they texted me back, like, I, it was just a shot in the dark at this point, because at this point, I've kind of just, I've kind of accepted the fact that if it's gone, it's gone, and I need to keep that mentality so that I don't get my hopes up too high, but basically, they said that my hard drive is under data recovery warranty, meaning that they were going to send me a shipping label, and all I would have to do is just package it and send it to them and it's free for them to see if they can find anything and they asked are there any like super important files that if they were found like that's good I was like yes it's my one second of the day project if you find that you can literally throw away the rest of the drive because at this point all of those like other videos were videos that have already been made into YouTube videos and for the most part I usually put the good parts of the footage into my YouTube videos so at that point, throw away the drive. If you if you find that one file with all of those clips, that is great. Again, not getting my hopes too high. I haven't shipped it out yet, but we'll soon be shipping it out, probably within the week. That's about it, guys. That was the low of the week, but again, silver lining. Live more in the moment and just kind of enjoy what the present moment has to offer and realize that all those memories were great, you know? But again, really bummed about my one second of the day 2020 video. Again, not going to get my hopes up too high because I'm not sure how they're going to find it on there, but we'll see. We'll just, we'll just stay pretty neutral, you know, and I will give you guys an update and I'm pretty sure if they find something that will be my high of the week on a following episode of the podcast. <laughs>
Alrighty, now enough of that. Now we're going to get into the high of the week. And yes, I have a great high of the week. So like I said earlier or mentioned briefly, I went to Pittsburgh for a couple days. I was supposed to have a longer trip, but due to some things, I had to just come back. I'm now back in Charlotte, by the way. Uh, it's currently Monday, so the day before you're hearing this episode. And my high was definitely going to Pittsburgh with Maddie. It was such a fun just road trip just to get away and just to... I don't know, like, remember that there is beauty out there, like, going and, like, driving in the mountains, I haven't done that in so long, it was just, I guess it was just another, like, breath of fresh air just to, like, wake up and, like, feel like, oh my gosh, like, there are other things to the world and there are other things to look forward to, you know, there's still so much more beauty, like, coming soon, but we just gotta wait for it, you know, so, I love that, that was such a fun road trip, and to put the cherry on top, guys, <laughs> I spontaneously surprised the subscriber while in Pittsburgh. It was the most insane thing ever, and the way that it was done was just, I pat myself on the back, honestly. I also pat my friend Marilyn's back because she's another subscriber, but she helps me pull it off. That will be in a vlog on Wednesday. So if you guys have my post notifications turned on my YouTube channel, you guys will be notified for when that video comes out. So yeah, you guys are gonna wanna see that. That was, I think, 10 out of 10, like one of the best things that have happened during this entire quarantine but yes it was so fun so cool and he was just not expecting it whatsoever so again that will be out on Wednesday and yeah that was my highs and lows for the week and last thing before we get into the episode is the reviewer of the week this review says period hey queen girl you have done it again constantly raising the bar for us all and doing it flawlessly I'd say I'm surprised but I know who you are I've seen it up close <laughs> and personal girl you make me so proud and i love you icon michelle obama also blm dude i love that so much thank you so much for reviewing the podcast and guys if you guys are listening to this right now be sure to rate and review the podcast as it helps a ton like i'm telling you a ton a ton a ton so it would mean the world if you guys took a second out of your day to write something it can be short it can be long whatever and you will have a chance of being featured in my next episode so yeah thank you guys so much for listening and yeah let's go ahead and get into this episode you guys are going to love it all right, guys. So today I am so excited for this podcast. Uh, this is my YouTube friend and we've been YouTube friends for a really long time. And this is actually her first time ever being on a podcast. So yeah. Hi, Lucy. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lucy. I'm really excited right now because <laughs> this is my first time ever doing this. Yay. But um, I am 19. I go to the University of California, Santa Barbara, and I'm a film and media studies major with a minor in feminist studies. And I've been doing YouTube for like three and a half years, I think. Um, yeah, I talk a lot about mental health, body positivity, sexuality, kind of all things like that, just trying to normalize conversations like that. And mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I the one thing that I really love about Lucy's channel is that when I found her, I think she had like, I'm trying to really think like, 
I found you at the very beginning of your channel. I feel like you had like maybe five k. I feel like or something like that. And I was watching your high maybe school even vlogs, less. something like that. It was yeah, or maybe like three k. But like even then, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this girl. I was like, I want to reach out because the one thing about me, I love reaching out to just like new people. Love talking to new people. That's like the beauty of YouTube. You can find people from anywhere. And so I just kept up with you, and then just followed your journey. Then you went to college, and like now we're here and we're recording a podcast. It's just so cool. So yeah, I love how she just is able to kind of yeah normalize these conversations that need to happen on youtube and on a platform so talk about like the importance of that and like what's your purpose in doing all of this i guess so when i started my channel i primarily did vlogs and i didn't really think i had anything like quote unquote different about me that i could integrate into my channel and then my first video about mental health was me reading a letter I wrote to my parents about my anxiety in junior year of high school and the feedback was like incredible and I remember feeling like so terrified to post that video and then after that moment I kind of had this epiphany where I realized like wow struggling with mental health might actually be one of the greatest things to ever happen to me because mm -hmm. now that I have this platform like I can talk about it and talking about it not only helps me in a therapeutic way dealing with it but also it really helps my viewers which is something I mm -hmm. really never thought would ever happen um, and so just talking about that kind of stuff more and even just integrating little things into my vlog, like, oh, I just had a panic attack, like just normalizing things like that. And like, I feel like on YouTube, it's very much like perfectionism. Cookie cutter. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. And mm -hmm. it's like, I had my aesthetically pleasing coffee and then I did this. As you should. Uh, you know, and <laughs> I went shopping and I did this and this and right. everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. And that just made me feel so much worse about myself watching it. So then when I was making videos, I just realized like that wasn't really the image I wanted to put out because it wasn't the truth, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm the exact same way. I feel like it is so just unproductive to put out a false sense of perfection, especially because that's just not a thing. Like it's just never going to be a thing. And I feel like so many people try to obtain that. And it's like, I have to hold this aesthetic. I have to make sure not to cross too many boundaries, stay pretty neutral in situations. Like, especially right now with like the Black Lives Matter movement, there's just so many people being so neutral and just like not really saying anything or saying the bare minimum. And it's just so like, I don't know. It's like, say what you believe or just like, you know, like just say what you believe. It's not that hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. And people are scared of being controversial, whether that comes oh gosh, to like yes. politics, Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter, or even mental health. People are very mm -hmm. scared to take a stance on things like that because you are completely opening yourself up to criticism and you are being right. fully vulnerable in that moment. But that's where like real change happens and that's when you grow and evolve mm -hmm. as a creator as a person and so I just think it's really important agreed agreed and yeah it's yeah it's just important to just kind of show your real side like if you just cried on camera or like just cried right before going on camera there's nothing wrong with telling people yo like it hasn't been a good day but you know this is kind of my job and I still have to film and record but I'm not gonna just like smile and like reapply my makeup and be like yeah so today like you know like you just have mm -hmm. to be real and not only that you would just feel so what's the word like you're just like literally you're just fake or like, you're just literally yeah. being fake it just it feels wrong 
it does feel wrong and i think your audience honestly just would appreciate it so much more if you're just being genuine like they like the comments are usually so much more positive when you did cry or like not to bring attention to yourself but just to show a side you know totally and it doesn't feel like that when you're recording because even when you are like being honest with your viewers it doesn't feel like you're you know doing this amazing thing by like being honest but then when you upload the video and see that feedback from people who were really touched by you talking about that or feel less alone that can relate as well yeah yeah it just makes it all worth it kind of talk about uh how you started youtube yeah start there so i started my channel in junior year of high school and i remember exactly when it happened because i was i was really depressed and i was like I have no purpose. I had just injured my back. I had nothing to do. I loved photography. I was really creative. I loved YouTube, but I was so scared of ever taking that leap and really starting. And I remember Snapchatting one of my friends at the time and I was like, should I start a YouTube channel? LOL. (laughs) And then they were like, no, LOL. And then I was like, okay, well now I'm going to do it. And so I did it. And, um, the main piece of advice that inspired me to do that was what would you be doing if you didn't have an audience Mm -hmm. and I was like well I would be making videos like the only reason I wasn't is because I was so scared of other people's judgments um and so then I started Mm -hmm. and I vlogged for probably a month before really telling everyone or publicizing it at all because I was two reasons I was scared (laughs) and I also wanted to make sure this was something I really wanted to do before I Mm -hmm. pushed it out there started and and then quit yeah (laughs) exactly so yeah and then I just started posting about it and the feedback was honestly more positive than I thought it would be from like people at school and then I just continued it throughout college and my content kind of just evolved but Mm -hmm. for the first two years like I was getting you know it started from 20 views for like months and then it was at like I would get less than 500 views for like two years so that was like and then once I went to college I grew 20,000 subscribers in the span of like a month which oh was... yeah you did like a college uh, acceptance what was it it was a uh... I you did... remember what video I'm talking about yeah well I did there was three videos. There was my reacting to college acceptances, which that, that yeah, went that pretty viral. And mm-hmm. then once I went to college, I did like a move in with me, which that got Those like always 30, well. <laughs> yeah, it got yeah. like 35,000 views. But then the video that really went viral was me saying what no one tells you about college. And I literally... Oh, really? Yeah. And I it got like... I got like 100,000 views and I was sitting in my dorm room like being emo and I was like, (laughs) I literally was just like, well, no one really tells you that it's really lonely and like you won't have Mm. friends at first. I I remember that video. Holy crap. I do. And so that was one of the videos that really took off. And then I was like, whoa, now people, it went from like a thousand people watching me to 20,000. Yeah. And it just kind of happens like that. I feel like if you honestly just continue YouTube for long enough, it's you think it's this kind of gradual process. And yes, while it is, I do honestly think that it takes like one or two videos to go viral for people to be like, 
yo, I want to subscribe and like keep on with this journey. Like you just kind of skyrocket. Like I did, I hit 10K in March and then like I just hit 15K like past Thursday and now I'm already at 15.4K. So now it's like skyrocketing, like, you know what I'm saying? And like whether if that was from my Black Lives Matter uh, video or like whatever, it's like people kind of subscribe and then they like, it just kind of goes like really, really big and then you might have like a slow two months and then it goes really big again. So it's just weird. It's not a gradual process if anyone wants to know. Super inconsistent. So be prepared for that. So explain kind of how you balance college along with that, because I know just like kind of talk about your college life and your college experience. I feel like everyone kind of wants to know that college process, how it was for you, because you moved across the freaking country. So how was that? I know. Moving from Connecticut to California, it was crazy, but I had always really wanted to go far away from college. So that wasn't like a huge, huge deal. But going to college, I didn't know a single person, like not Mm. one person. So it was like, whoa, this is new. This is an adjustment. And so at first, in terms of like balancing YouTube and schoolwork, it wasn't so much about the schoolwork, which was more than high school, but it wasn't really that. It wasn't that that was the issue. It was that I was in a whole new social situation and Mm -hmm. I was living with two roommates in a tiny room and I didn't really have any friends at first. I was, you know, meeting people, trying to figure out who I was like at this huge new school Mm -hmm. and then also having a job where I share my life and like what I'm doing and simultaneously I just grew 20,000 subscribers so I was like what is going on Mm -hmm. um but it was really hard at first especially living with two other people because I no longer had that alone time where I could sit and vlog that just Mm -hmm. that never happened like I was never alone and so that was an adjustment for sure but that's kind of like freshman year for you and it was it was rough dealing with like roommate things and friends and joining a sorority like everything oh, yeah. so it was like all this new stimulation while at the same time trying to like manage and be consistent on my channel but I think going to college gave me this whole new viewership which I was really grateful for so yeah yeah that's awesome I feel like so many like every college experience is unique in their own way and I feel like you really I think you've even talked about this in your video just kind of like it was the hardest thing that you've literally had to go through just kind of that big life shift and I think right now especially with COVID and all these crazy things everyone's having a literal midlife crisis because you start to question kind of am I supposed to be in this right place right now? Should I take a gap year? Should I even go to college right now? What would be your advice for someone right now, especially like class of 2020, just going into college or even going into the real world if you graduated from college? Like what would kind of be your little tidbit of advice for someone just kind of deciding or figuring out what to do? Well, I still debate heavily, like, do I drop out of college? Do I stay? Like that's always (laughs) kind of on my mind. Uh Um, But I don't know. I would just say, like, one piece of advice, like, I feel like people, when they graduate college, it's, we see life as very linear when it's really Mm -hmm. not. It's really not. And since COVID, like, I've just been thinking, like, wow, it's going to be really hard for me to get a job out of college. Like, maybe I should go volunteer for a year, like, abroad Mm -hmm. and go do something different. And I feel like that, especially in the States is not something we see a lot. It's like you go into work 
and then you work. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, Mm -hmm. it is so not this linear path. And there are so many different things that, like, we will do in our lifetime. Like, Mm -hmm. so just thinking about it like that honestly brings me peace because I'm less stressed about, Mm -hmm. like, getting this perfect job and doing that forever, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I so agree. I think... Yeah, everyone's kind of conditioned from high school and middle school and even elementary school to be like, who's going to college? Who wants to go to college? And there is nothing wrong with college and there's nothing wrong with not going to college. It's just your personal preference and what you want to do. I know so many people and I think I really do think it's a lot about just perspective. So many people just if you're surrounded by people who all go to college, your family went to college or people are pushing you to go to college, you're going to go to college and you're not going to think twice about what life could have been without it, you know. So I think honestly just sitting down with yourself and just figuring out like what is actually best for me. Take that time to yourself. Like I cannot stress that enough, you know. So yeah. I completely agree because all of high school I was like so set on taking a gap year and that's also Mm -hmm. something that like in America people don't do as often like my dad's Mm -mm. from New Zealand my mom's from England so that's kind of why I have some of that mentality but my dad would always say to me in high school like it's not about where you go, it's about what Mm -hmm. you do when you get there. And your experience, exactly. And so I was never really, I mean... I felt the pressure of getting into a good college. Of course. But it was never like, you have to do this. My parents were just very accepting of like, you can do kind of whatever makes you happy. And mm-hmm. so I ended up not taking a gap year, but I know for a fact that once I graduate college, like I will go and travel for like at least a year because like that's something that I really want to do. Even if I... I'm not making a bunch of money or have this corporate job. Oh, you like, find a way. Yeah, yeah for like sure. I'll, I'll Traveling work, is just... Yes. I'll work at a bar. Like, I'll do something. I'll figure yeah. it out. But know? that's the literal life experience. I think so many people are so scared to kind of be in that position in life and not really have something stable going. But, like, is anything ever really stable? Like, COVID, just like a pandemic just swooped through and so many people who have corporate jobs lost their jobs and they have degrees, bachelor's, master's. And it's like, it's not about that. Like, at the end of the day, if you do take that piece of paper and you're just like, it really is a piece of paper. Like, I did learn things in college and yeah, like, I had the experience and things like that. But, like, at the end of the day, who are you? Like, really? And you, you are not your degree. Like, you are your own person that could want to travel and you want to live your life and maybe you want to have kids. And, like, it's not linear. Like, as you said, like, I think it's really important to remember that there are so many different possible outcomes you could start a business you could have a kid and be on broadway like you can do literally anything that you want to do in this lifetime but you have to remind yourself that and look at and give yourself perspective so i think traveling is that biggest thing that just gives people perspective to realize that it's not just the usa it's not just the town that you're from it's not you know there's so much more to the world you know so i agree traveling is great And I also think, like, we live in this society where it's, like, this workaholic culture. And it's so, like, Mm -hmm. if you are not, like, working fast-paced, busy, being productive, like, you're, it's lazy. And it's not really, like, rewarded when, and I think when we think so, like, close-minded about things like that and about always working and stuff like that, um... I don't know. We just we lack the freedom in making our own decisions and the excitement Agreed. of life. Like there's mm-hmm. so many times where I'm not experiencing real joy when I should be, but I'm just so stressed about this moment and thinking about what's next and I'm not thinking about 
really this present moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely just so, I feel like negative to think in that way, like, oh, hustle, hustle this. But like, what essentially are you working on? Like, what are you doing? Like, busyness isn't productivity, you know? I said that in my like podcast recently from one of my quotes. And it's so true. Like, don't work to be busy, work to actually be productive and get something done. And productivity can be self-care and productivity can be traveling. It's about you moving forward efficiently as opposed to just working just to work. Like, you don't have to work 24 hours, like seven. Like, you don't have to be working and doing small things all the time it's more about just kind of figuring out what you want to do and aligning work with that you know work isn't your life it just it it isn't but I think too many times as humans work is what defines us so right now again I feel like that's why so many people are having just midlife crises thinking about like what am I worth what am I like I have a degree but like I guess that's not me what do I do now you know and so many people I think we we lack the spontaneity of just like doing new things and taking this road trip or like traveling the world or starting my business and people are just scared to do it I think people are just very scared to take that you know make decisions for themselves I think that's a really big thing honestly it's just like you want to ask everybody else but essentially you really do have to figure out what is going to most benefit me and what is going to make me happy you know yeah well that was very well said I I want you to kind of explain a week in your life while you were in college. Like, what would that kind of look like with balancing things and just, like, life stuff and sorority stuff? Like, that's so exciting. I'm not in college, so I just want to listen to it all. I just want to know. Okay, well, first of all, it's extremely inconsistent. Like, I have no, like, strict schedule whatsoever. But say you're going day by day. So, like, on a Monday, I could have one class that's at like 12 to 2 and then for the rest of the day I really have nothing so during that time I would either get work done or hang out with my friends but Mm. most of it is procrastinating before big tests (laughs) so I probably wouldn't be doing work and then Monday well Monday we have chapter meeting very sorority Um, and then really you can go out kind of any night of the week I don't really go out that much but um it's an option uh in terms of in terms of school though I usually don't have that much class during the week um a couple hours every day so there is a lot a lot of free time but Mm -hmm. most of the times I'll set out certain days where I want to vlog whether I'm doing something interesting or whether it's like going to get lunch or I have like two classes that will be more interesting to vlog as opposed to a day where I have nothing to do and then on days where I really don't have anything scheduled I'll usually edit or like cram write a paper Mm -hmm something like that but yeah yeah that's so nice I didn't know that it was that free-flowing for you well I mean like with the major that you're in so that's really nice that you have that time to still be creative and do things if you want to you know you're not like jam-packed schedule filled with classes which is nice that's actually really nice you guys were like near the beach too do you like your campus I feel like you just love your campus don't you you (laughs) like we have the best campus ever like there is I believe it I literally believe it no other Ugh. school in all of the United States that beats UC Santa Barbara. Like, it oh is my right on the water. Like, it is. literally in a month or something, I'm moving into my new house that is right <gasps> on the ocean. Ooh. Like, it's insane. And, like, this will be probably the only time in my life where I can live on the ocean 
with mm. a bunch of my college friends for not that's an insane so price. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, like my freshman dorm was like a two minute walk away from the beach. So wow. it was just like so nice. Even when oh. it feels like the world is collapsing, you just walk uh-huh. outside and you're like, oh my God, I'm in California. Like it's cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think it's so beautiful there. Like I see a couple of vlogs here and there from just random people that go to that school and I'm just like, that's beautiful. Like that's a really yeah. nice freaking place. It looks like heaven on earth, honestly. Yeah, no, it's crazy. But in terms of like school schedule, I feel like I should explain this. Like UC Santa Barbara mm-hmm. is on the quarter system. So we have three Ooh, rounds of nice. classes instead of two mm-hmm. so we have less classes but in a shorter amount of time so it's only 10 mm-hmm. weeks so it's I very you like that yeah I yeah. really like it because even though it's fast-paced it's not like you're balancing six classes you know it's like usually three to four yeah mm-hmm. I really like that actually mm-hmm. that's nice to hear yeah I don't do many schools roll on that system no right it's usually not not many it's the minority yeah that's why you have so much free time that's really Mm -hmm. nice honestly i like that okay so amidst all of this stuff i feel like it is important even though you do have more free time just you kind of growing up and like figuring out who you are figuring out what you still want to do just taking on life in a different way i feel like it is very important to also maintain self-care mental health kind of all that stuff and I feel like like you said vlogging is therapeutic for you it's therapeutic for everyone who does it honestly it's just like you feel a sense of productivity just from doing it I feel like Mm -hmm. so what is your like self-care mental health type schedule and like what does it look like or even if you even have one you know yeah so when I am like really on can I can I say shit or no yeah go for it (laughs) when I I am like really on my shit I will have my morning routine which I've been bad at recently but I will oh haven't we all yeah yeah the past few weeks we just they're forgotten so um (laughs) I will like get up either go get my coffee make my coffee which that is like my matcha I'm missing your um, matcha as well oh yes because I've been trying to like limit my caffeine but I like love that it is like my you know safe space in the morning but Mm -hmm. I'll do that and then usually I will try to either meditate or do a short workout or sometimes I'll work out later in the day but having that time in the morning where it is purely just your time and you are being selfish and doing the things Mm. that you like even just for like half an hour if that's what it is it sets the tone for the whole rest of the day. And I will notice for sure. 100% when I do my like small morning routine or I meditate and I do my things, I am so much happier, calmer, and less reactive like throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. And I read this quote today and I knew I had to share it, but it was reminder. Our self-care practice can be proactive as opposed to reactive. Burnout doesn't have to be the catalyst to rest. We can rest as a gift to our future selves. Which I was like, that is so true. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we don't stop and do self-care until we're on the brink of like a mental breakdown and we're so stressed. And so trying to avoid those moments are really important. I love that. No, for sure. I think it's so important to just kind of remember that it's okay to take care of yourself. Like, 
it's more than okay to take care of yourself. And you're so right. I do realize that we only quote unquote self care when things are bad, like when things are just getting at its worst, when we can just constantly be taking care of ourselves and that can limit the actual like mess from happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like your self care routine has evolved since high school? Do you think you take more care in it? Like kind of how is that for you? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've learned the specific things that really work for me, like mm-hmm. meditating as hard as, as yes. hard oh my God. as it I is, it is incredible. Like I know I after I meditate, it. like it, I feel so much better. I meditate before sleep almost every night because like at night, if I don't take the time during the day to check myself and check how I'm feeling and understand how I'm feeling at night my thoughts are running I can't sleep I'm anxious yeah and so meditating before bed meditating in the morning amazing um I now have like my essential oil diffuser which I love oh yes I have one too I love it yeah what's your favorite scent just random (laughs) I love eucalyptus I have to say that's like a staple I like lemongrass as well lemongrass and like lavender like those three sandalwood is i've not really had that oh, in it, it. it's interesting yeah. okay done and done we'll um, get it ordering now <laughs> but like in terms of like like my skincare routine like i used to love skincare but it was kind of like this quick thing that i would do and now when i'm really taking the time to do my skincare like it is again a ritual for me like i'm in the bathroom yeah it's like a by process. myself yeah, yeah, it's whatever, how many steps I'm doing that night, like six or 12, like who knows? And it's <laughs> just, it, it, it's finding control in little aspects of your life mm-hmm. because often you can feel so out of control. And that's a huge thing with mental health. That's is that so nice. Y- you feel like you, you can't, again, control anything and you're mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And so little things like, lighting your incense putting essential oils in your diffuser like small things like that like as stupid as it sounds yeah like having that bit of control that is so I like how you put it that way because I think oftentimes we think oh self-care is just putting on a face mask and just like getting our skin clear like Mm -hmm. or just like getting rid of acne like if you think about it like that that's not self-care like self-care really is about having those things that you can control that makes you feel better whether if that is like popping on a movie and eating junk food and doing whatever you want to do to self-care like you can self-care in the way that you want to but yeah it is about having control like even the slightest bit of control so even if that is like putting your favorite scent in your diffuser you can do that you know and it's so different for everybody what self-care is for them like self-care for me going on a walk and listening to one of my favorite podcasts like I can't even tell you how happy that makes me but for some people that they would hate that so it's like Mm -hmm. figuring out what works for you making it a habit in your life and trying to stick to it like I am really bad at journaling does it make me feel so much better yes like I love doing it but I'm really bad at it so I'm like aware of that so I try and compensate with like meditation and other things Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, no, I'm the exact opposite. I'm good at journaling and I'm awful at meditation. Really? Like, I'm, see, so yeah, so uh, yeah, to each their own, like it works in both ways. Like, I literally can't even tell you. I actually want to ask you about that. So kind of, what is your meditation process? Because I, funny story, I feel like I tried to start getting into it because I feel like every single person that I know that meditates is just like, a glowing ball of energy for some reason like as literally as hakuna matata as that (laughs) sounds i feel like it's just 
everyone seems so like yes like mm-hmm. i'm living my best life you know so i did it one night i just challenged myself because i was it was one of these nights like obviously covid like it's just been everyone's mental health has just been like awful so i remember one night i was in bed and i just kind of started listening to music and i just like started to close my eyes and it was like it was like what's it called ambient noise music yeah and i was like i just need to just sit here and sit with my thoughts and i was like I can probably do this for 30 minutes. I was like, let's see how long this is. And obviously that was just the stupidest way to go about it because usually you're supposed to like work your way in like five minutes, 10 minutes. I went straight for 30 minutes and I was like, dude, I was like, this is how long 30 minutes feels. I was like, I can watch it. I can watch a 30 minute TV show. And that's like short for me, like Mm -hmm. short because you know, usually TV shows are like 52 minutes when you like add it all together no yeah i sat there for 30 minutes and i was like 10 songs haven't gone by yet like what is going on because when you're alone with your thoughts it's like dude like the time is just slows down so Mm -hmm. what is your meditation process how did you get into it all that kind of stuff well so i started in high school on and off i wasn't consistent and then basically uh winter quarter so this winter i took an acting class and my teacher um had us meditate every class for like two minutes before and it made the biggest difference in how i was feeling yeah for -hmm. real and so then i was like okay i really need to start doing this way more so i used the calm app and i use guided meditations which i Mm -hmm. always always tell people to start with because it is really hard to even listen to like calming yoga music because your thoughts your thoughts oh my god yes exactly you have to train yourself to be able to meditate and to be let able go. to and focus yeah, like on let your go breathing. of everything mm-hmm. and so then once weird. you yeah. see once you realize that your mind is running figuring out how to go back and center yourself again and like come back to the present moment and fix that because obviously like i am not perfect there are nights when i am just constantly thinking about something else while i'm meditating but i just really have to focus on my breathing and then it makes it much better but um the calm app is incredible i know it costs money but there is a have you tried trial. headspace i've tried, tried headspace, headspace. Like, eh. i've tried you like headspace. calm better i, I want to try calm, calm. That's nice. i love it That's awesome. i started with the seven days of sleep and it was like amazing Ooh. because they talk to you about different things every night and so they're very applicable and so that you you kind of learn something you know i love that or focus on Yo, something okay. different i'm gonna each try time. it yeah because it's very it's very hard when you go to meditate and just kind of sit there and yeah and try and not think like that's really Mm -hmm. not what it is you know Mm -hmm. yeah i did a couple guided meditations and now that you say that that is that makes so much sense because i when i do guided meditations like it's so much easier to focus on what the dude or woman is saying because it's like breathing or like it's just like think about like you're surrounded by like a beach full of sand and like water and like whatever and it's yeah it's so much nicer to just like follow someone as opposed to just trying to think about what to think about on your own you know exactly so, yeah i like that a lot so lucy after all of this chatting i want to know and the listeners want to know as well what is your number one adulting tip i know we're not all there yet i trust me i know okay but hear me out i feel like the simplest thing can be your answer like it can be literally anything that's just like anything so go for it i wish someone told me that it was okay to fail because Mm. in high school i was just 
consumed by this rhetoric that failure is weakness and Mm. failure is negative. But once I went to school and after really thinking about that concept of failure for a while, like you will not grow without failing. Like Mm. it, yes, it is better to create a bad video than to create nothing at all. Nothing. You're so right. And I, as a perfectionist, I'm so terrified of putting out something that isn't perfect and having people say something or just me being disappointed in myself. And I have just learned that like failing is the a natural part of life and growth mm-hmm. and success. And it should be normalized as opposed to shamed because throughout the school system, you are shamed for failing and it is not a good thing you know and i mean i could go into that oh whole me too thing. that could literally be a whole episode whole oh my god that's episode. so true yeah yeah but and so we're never taught that and so we go into college thinking that everything needs to just be to picture be perfect, perfect. Yeah. and that like again life is this very linear line and no like you will have to try and try again at things and you will fail Mm -hmm. but eventually you will get it and it will feel so much better once you do because you don't get as much satisfaction oh yes i'm literally just so glad that you chose that yeah failure is not what's the word it's not put on a pedestal people don't just actively like want to fail but i think that once we normalize failure it becomes so just not only that it just humbles you as well because I feel like there's so many especially I can relate so hard because of like musical theater and like the industry that I'm in I feel like so many people are handed things in high school and it was almost this thing where it's like I'm getting this I'm getting this I'm getting this yeah I'm not gonna fail I'm not gonna like whatever and then they end up getting everything that they want and then they kind of hit the real world and then they realize that there's a bigger pool there's like actually like good people and there's like people actually getting these jobs and like auditioning and like you're gonna fail like I can't even tell you how many times I've been in callbacks made it to the fourth round made it to whatever round and still don't get casted and that's just kind of what happens but then you learn from that and then you keep going people need to normalize that so much like with anything with grades if you fail a test cool okay so move on like next thing you know if everything was perfect too like I mean some people were like well yeah but if everything was perfect life would be great I'm like it would be pretty mundane and you wouldn't you wouldn't celebrate your highs as much as you would if you didn't fail you know so I'm so glad that you brought that up but yeah yeah and you learn you just learn so much more from your failures because if you just keep if you keep winning at life which is great honestly keep winning but (laughs) if you just only keep winning at life you just there's nothing to kind of learn from that if you never fail you're not taking any risks that 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 exactly so many people are like I don't want to start a YouTube channel because I feel like it's not going to be good. And I'm like, dude, then you're never going to start a YouTube channel. And yeah. five years down the road, you're going to wish you started it five years ago, you yeah. know? Literally. And of course, we all think those things, but it's about taking that active step and realizing that thought is not worthy of my attention. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go do it anyways, because I know yes. that like I am more than these judgments and these criticisms that I like put on on yourself honestly yeah because yeah usually people aren't even judging you like you think everyone's judging you but everyone's focusing on themselves so no one really cares exactly (laughs) everybody is thinking about themselves majority of the time so that day when you think you looked bad you no one they thought they looked bad yeah yeah, they were thinking about how they looked bad or how their shirt Mm -hmm. was too short whatever yeah like you know and so yeah i need to remember that and just remember that Mm -hmm. like 
you think about yourself more than anybody else thinks about you. That. That's also another good, like, adulting tip. It's so true because, yeah, I mean, we always try and compare and compare and compare. And then that essentially just leads to just more unhappiness. And you just got to remember, like, everyone's fighting their own battles. Everyone's living this life full of struggles and triumphs like all mixed into one yeah one of my favorite quotes is uh comparison is the thief of joy thief of joy yes exactly very true that was basically it y'all like we got so many topics just thrown out there loved it lucy let them know where they can find you you can find me on youtube at lucy massam m-a-s-s-a-m and then on instagram at l underscore massam and I think that's it, pretty much. Yay! Uh, everything will be linked in the show notes down below, so you don't have to work that hard. Just click down there and check out all of her stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so nice to have you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm, like, so honored. I'm so excited right now. I'm, like... Me too. I'm excited for this episode to drop for sure. Alrighty, that's about it. See you guys in the next episode. Not see you guys, hear you guys, whatever. Okay, anyway. <laughs> 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 <laughs>